Effect. I am Steve. And I'm Denai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that energy. We're back. We're here in the booth. Yeah, baby. We're bringing you the truth that we've heard. The truth through the word. Yeah, can you feel the word and what it does? It changes your life, rearranges your life. Yeah, it makes you think twice. Hallelujah. I didn't know where you were going with that because yeah, you just kept, yeah. kept going. But I love it. I love yeah. it. Yes, the word of God is alive. It's living. We always say that. We just don't speak these words because they're nice words to say. But because Hebrews 4.12 reminds us that the word of God is alive. It says it's quick, but quick means alive and powerful. Powerful than a two-edged sword. Ooh, you know that sword that we call the spirit? It's the sword of the spirit spirit that will divide asunder yeah own and barrel yeah soul and spirit yeah <laughs> come on let's preach let's preach let's just preach you know forget about all this we about to do let's just preach you know the word of god is living it's alive it's a sword hallelujah it's coming to slice it's coming to dice it's coming to do it's coming to say ha ah, yeah y'all ain't feeling me. y'all ain't feeling me no. <laughs> no but we here once again you know i'm reminded of the song love lifted me when there was nothing else love lifted me amen ah. the love of god is so powerful and you know what we have been talking about these fruits of the spirit and and we saved the best for last yeah because love covers all these fruits so we yeah. wanted to save love for last i mean we can 30 minutes is not enough to talk about love y'all and oh, we man. just pray that by the end of this specific episode that you will be so uh filled with the love of god just hearing the words of love and what love uh, uh really means to us as believers yeah, and yeah. that you will go and you meditate and just be in love we just pray that if you've never felt the love of god also that you will really know his love that his love is not like uh, our human love we know that we can love each other i can love steve as my husband you know i love my husband you know yeah 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 <laughs> i love my wife you know but we're not into that romantic love no. we into the love of god for his children you know yes and that you I know got they love yeah you know that love does not change it's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The scriptures say that love that God showed us when he gave his son. And you know, yeah. I love in, in 1 John, now I'm going to go ahead a little bit, but I love in 1 John, and we're going to read that a little later on, but it talks about how, you know, we, we God loved us first. And it's so amazing that that scripture, I just thought about it. It just reminds us that God is the one who defines what love is. So you have to get to know him. And when you get to grow in knowledge of him, you get to really understand what love is that agape love that we, we can't give each other as individuals because you know what if, if steve sometimes says something maybe that 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 i don't really appreciate or like guess what i'm being my feelings and and sometimes i don't always see the best of the situation but with god he always has the best of the situation so he yeah. i mean his love is so good that it, it says he chastised those that he loves so that means that he's got a uh 
split us up just to just to, for us to see the good bits in us that we don't even see ourselves. Now he ain't talking about getting that switch, You're making you go pick out that switch and hitting and beating you with it. But now nah, he ain't talking about that. He's just talking about he chases who he loves, meaning that he corrects who he loves. He brings the rod of correction, and sometimes that's just a word of a food like food for thought, a word for the day. You know, you might be thinking a certain way, but here's God saying, "Okay, why don't you try it this way?" Maybe your way is not always right. You know, maybe your way is not right for, you know, Danny or whoever it is. You know, maybe your way is just and maybe it ain't right for you. You know, why don't you try something different? You know, and, you know, a lot of times when we don't like to do different things because we are creatures of habit, as they say. But here we are. Let's get out the habit. Let's get into what God says. You know, the habit is saying, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. But that doesn't produce love. That just produces selfishness and saying, I can tell you better than you know. You know, but when God says, I love you, he gives you infinite possibilities to find the right answer. He gives you infinite things to say, you know, here it is. Maybe try something different. You know what? You know why I'm asking you to try something different? Because I love you so much. I love you so much for you not to get caught up in you. I love you so much that I give you free will to choose me, man. Yeah. Love it does not bind you. It doesn't hold you hostage. It, it, it makes you choose the right thing because you're so loved. You know, I, I have to say this. I want to use this as an example because growing up, you know, everybody has their own parenting styles and I'm, yeah, yeah. you know, your mom raised you differently than my mom raised me. But I, I've always uh, noticed something that with my mom, the way that she raised me I I tended to uh just do the right thing because I loved her so much and I knew she loved me she loved I just knew my mother loved me so if I if I had this conviction in my heart it just made me do right I didn't ha need a whipping I didn't need I mean don't get me wrong you know mama laid hands on me a couple times <laughs> you, you go get these hands <laughs> she had she had to do what she had to do sometimes but for the most part I just had this conviction in my heart because I loved my mom and I know she loves me. I just did what was right. And I feel like that's, that's kind of the way that God's love is. And even greater, I'm just using this little bit as an example, but to just see that because you are loved, you yeah, will just yeah, do yeah, what yeah. is yeah. right because you know, and you have experienced the love of God. And that's why we're always encouraging everyone who listens, grow in the knowledge and uh, uh, knowledge and grace. Uh, I mean, grow in knowledge and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You must, must, must grow in knowledge of knowing who he is so that you can really understand his love for you. And you know, growth comes when you free yourself of you. You know, you can't grow if you're stuck on you. You can't grow if you're stuck on self. You can't grow if you don't have an identity that is not pertaining to you. You know, because when you all in the you, you, you and the I, 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 guess what happens? You lose sight of everything else that might be important or is important. You know, and so, you know, we've been dabbling and we've been talking about the fruits of the spirit. We've been talking about everyone, you know, patience, peace, joy. You know, we've been leading up long suffering, meekness, gentleness, goodness, faith. And temperance. We've been leading all the way up into the main point, you know, which is love. You know, because without love, you can't have patience. Without love, you can't have joy. Without love, you can't have peace. Without love, you can't have long suffering. Without love, you can't have gentleness. Without love, you can't have goodness. Without love, you can't have faith. 
because you have faith in something you love, you know? You can't have meekness because guess what? The meek shall inherit the earth. How? Because guess what? They had the first no love. You know, you can't be temperate. You can't have that self-control without love, man. You know, and you know, the, I, I think about the greatest scripture. One of the greatest scriptures to me, I, I, I believe is say love covers a multitude, you know? And so what that means is it means that sins, every yeah. base that, that you need, if love is there, guess what? You forget about the, the problems and the issues that once were there, you know, you know, and think about it. If someone show you love, you, 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 you stuck on the street and you have nowhere to go. And then someone shows you love. Guess what happened? You forget about the issue at the moment. And so here we are, but we're talking about this God type of love for us. You know, he loved us so much. He did so much, but here we are to show recognition to who he is and what he do. So, you know what? It's, it's amazing that in the word, the word love is used in so many different terms. There's love just written as love on its own days. And, and when you go look up charity, charity means agape love. Uh, there's so many words that describe love in the word. And like Steve said, you know, I have a romantic love for my husband, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that kind of love helps us to be attracted to certain people and, and that, you know, the people that we will end up being married to and all of that. Um, so these, it, that's also a, always a good study to study, but, but if we don't have godly love, I don't think any of those loves really, we can portray any of those in, in, in the way that God wants us to. So today we're specifically talking about agape, which is God's unconditional love, his pure love, his, his highest, uh, a uh, form of love. And, and we know that apostle Paul does a good job. I believe in first Corinthians 13, where he talks about what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. Yeah. You know, it does not boast the, of itself. Yeah, it, it's not it, puffed up. It, it's not puffed up. It never fails. You know, it covers a multitude of sins. Love is just, you know, it's all these things. And I think that he did such an awesome job of just showing us what the love of God really looks like. Awesome. Um, but we're going to go right into scripture here. And it says in first John four ten, it said, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth okay. not knoweth not God for God is love. Mm, so somewhere in there, you got to have some type of love, you know, because guess what? God is love. God is love. That's yeah. that's who he is. His nature is love. And that's why it's hard to believe that others who might not really know God because maybe not reading the word. I don't know, but I, I just attribute it to that. But uh, there are some who are afraid of God and think God is the God of punishment. Maybe you might've read the old Testament and saw something that you <laughs> was a little scary or heard something and then you're like, what? And, and you have this assumption that God is not love, but God is love. If we, if you really read yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the word and you allow the Holy spirit to show you and teach you, you will see how everything that God does, did even kicking us out of that garden mm. uh, after we had uh, disobeyed God and he kicked us out was because of love because you know what the next thing is there was the tree of life there so after we did all this disobeying then we go eat the tree of uh, 
life, then it's it's over. We would have been like this forever. We would have been jacked up forever, man, you know. No <laughs> so so it's it's a wonderful thing, but yet when we when you just look at it through our own mind, which is our our, our own understanding, which God tells us, don't lean to your own understanding. But but when we're led by the Spirit, we'll see the picture is different. But when we look through our own understanding, we'll feel like God is not love, but God is love. His nature is love. We just, we, this is what we've been saying with Steve. How can we understand God without the Holy Spirit? Yeah. It's impossible. You, you will be so limited in what you understand, but when you have the Holy Spirit and you understand who he is to you and you allow him in your study time, you allow him in your prayer time, you will get to really know God and know who he is and really understand that he is love. And, and, and that's the purpose of, you know, and I always say this, you know, if you, you're looking for God, you're trying to find God, you're trying to get to understand God. Guess what? You have to first start a relationship with God. And that relationship requires you to spend time in his word spend time in and in, in what he's given us, you know, spend time in prayer, spend time, you know, and what anything in a relationship. You know, we are very big on relationship with God and a, a lot of things that. We'll try to go straight to God, you know, and not go through the 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 right um, the right perspectives, the right ways, you know. And God said, you know, the Holy Spirit is what is here for us, you know. It should guide us in all truth. It should uh it should be the thing that gets us to understand who God is a little bit more. So it's leaning to the voice that we hear, you know. And you know, I I, I always say that it's that voice that comes from the inside out. You know, it's not the voice that you hear audibly on the outside, like me and you speaking to each other in front of each other, because guess what happens? You have to take that in. And when you take that in, you have to formulate what is being said. But when the Holy Spirit speaks, it comes from the inside out, meaning it's giving you all this time to get the understanding of what's been said. And then after it's being said, guess what? It produces coming out. And, and we so, and you know what we can't get to know God without Jesus either. No, you, the only <laughs> way to the, to the Father, Father is through, is through the, the Son. Son. <laughs> and so you're talking about loving God, but you're not even touching the Son. You don't even believe the Son came and went. You don't even believe the Son is who He said He is. And so, how can you know God? How can you love God? How can you know love if you don't know who loves you first? And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and you want to read your one of your favorite scriptures. Babe? I know oh, this one is man. your is your favorite. Oh, man. <laughs> John that, 3, 16. Okay. He quotes we, this every podcast. Here, here, and it's appropriate. Here we go. You know, I always get it mixed up. John 1 and 1. Then I end up saying John 3, 16 because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get the picture, though. But John 3, 16 gives the greatest depiction of love. You know, you know, if it says for God so loved the world that he gave. God is he loves us so much that he gave how much more would he give us you know and say God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life meaning that God gave who was his who was who was him you know all of that just for us, you know, and, you know, and we remember if you read the text that Jesus said, oh, take this cup from me, you know, let this cup pass from me, you know, man, uh, 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 I don't know, you know, but he, he said those things. But then he said, nevertheless, not my will, let your will be done, you know, because the scriptures already had talked about it. You know, it already had been prophesied that God, God gave his son for us, you know, and so 
that's the biggest thing. They say whosoever. This is the this is the part right here that gets me. That whosoever should believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So how do we get to that belief part? How do we get to knowing that that love that God did right there in the 316? And then we get to the part that believing in that love, let's go. And then you get to the end part, having everlasting life, because I believe in what God did with his son. Amen. Now, what a great gift that somebody who loves ah. you will give his only begotten beloved, however you want to uh, uh, define that, that they will give up their their only beloved son to, to be a sacrifice for you and I today, that we would have eternal life, that we would, ne- would not have to be separated from God, but we will be with God. I can imagine a world without God, a world without his light. Uh, Jesus says time and time again that he's the light. He's the light. He's the light. So if he is the light, can you imagine a world where there is no light? They don't, they, that, that light doesn't exist. Oh my, I don't even want to even think about it. But because of Jesus, we're able to be with God for eternity and have that light and never be in darkness, but be children. You know, we were reading this out of first Thessalonians five, just yesterday, we were reading how we are no, we're not children of darkness, but we're children of light. How, how wonderful is that that you and i carry yeah, the yeah, light of jesus yeah. christ those that believe yeah. that we can go into a room and the room will light up why because we our presence is there because of yeah. he who we carry and i know that sometimes just because we don't see these things that are in uh, in the spiritual realm and and the power of what we have in our inner man we kind of dismiss it because there's a lot of gospel without the power you know <laughs> that's why apostle paul said you know it's it's awesome that you know you can you can have the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of God is, is, is power. There is power. It's not just by word. It's not by saying, but it's by demonstrating the power. So guess what? When you and I walk into a place because we have God's begotten son who lives in us, that he, who died for us, that that he, he now says, okay, I'm going to leave you the Holy spirit. He's going to be within you, inside you. He's going to speak of me, Jesus, anything that I spoke, anything that I'm saying, he's going to be saying for you. And he's going to bring it back to remembrance for you. Amen. And and you have him within you. So now guess what? When I walk into the room, I can, I can exude the love of God. Why? Because he's in me. And you know what? I can, I can be long suffering in situations. You know what? I can be patient and I can be kind. You know what? I can, I can exude goodness towards others. And, and this is all light. None of this is darkness. All of this is light because we know what the fruit of darkness looks like. It's not. It's no good. It, <laughs> it ain't no meat on that. You know, no. it's that it's that chicken bone with no chicken left that you're trying to scrape to find the bone, but you can't find nothing. And you know what? You know? The enemy's deceiving. So it might taste like that frosting on a cake. It tastes nice, but you know, if you eat too much of it, you oh, ain't gonna feel shoot. good too much. Man, you be throwing that finger up, leaving. You know, so. But yeah, so it, it, it is awesome to know that the fruit of love, you know, that God cares so much for us, that he's given us so much. And in return, he's not asking for anything but for us just to believe that he is who he is. And, you know, for God to 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 send his son 
just for us that we may believe him for God to say, oh, my son's going to leave and I'll leave behind the Holy Spirit as the comforter. I'll leave behind the Holy Spirit that should guide you in all truth. I'll leave behind the Holy Spirit that should teach you all things. Man, he he did this just so he can so you can understand and say, OK, there is God. Here he is. There is his son. And here is his Holy Spirit. And so you can put all the pieces together and formulate a relationship of love with God, the maker and the author and the finisher of our faith, the maker who made us, you know, in the beginning, he, he created Adam and Eve from the dust of the ground. And, and that's love, you know, that he he said, you know what? My spirit won't always strive with man, but guess what? It comes a time and a place where I will bring man back to me. I will I will send my son just to reconcile us back together. You know, Adam and Eve got kicked out the garden, but here's Jesus saying, hey, I'm about to die for you. And when I rise on the third day, guess what happened? Yeah, me and you are tight again. We coming back to God and say, oh, God says, okay, this Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for you just to get to know me a little bit better. Oh, amen. And 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 we see here in Galatians 5, 24 through 26, it says, And they that are Christ have have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not desire us. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying on one another. So when we've been crucified with Christ, guess what? We're supposed to be done with those uh, lustly affections and, 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 and we're supposed to walk in the spirit. And I really like how you said this at the beginning of the uh, walking in the fruits of the spirit. So if you haven't checked it out, you got to go check out uh, this whole, uh, I'll, I'll just call it a series. Uh, we, we did one that's called walking in the fruits of the spirit, one and two, and then we go into the fruits of the spirits. But in the walking in the fruits of the spirit, um, I remember Steve saying something uh, in the in the line of um when we uh, we are walking when we are showing these fruits we're actually walking in the spirit yeah walking yeah. in the when you walk in the spirit you produce this fruit naturally. i got you i got okay, you okay, okay. when you exude <laughs> these fruits guess what happens you began to form a natural connection which it's become natural for you to actually walk in the spirit Amen. And this is what God in his love wants for us. God in his love wants us to be able to be planted. We talked about that too, being a tree that's planted, not that will produce fruit in its season. And, and, he, and I don't mean to cut you off, but it, it, it's smooth though, because if you look at it, the Bible says that no flesh shall glory in his presence. So guess what's going to have to happen? We're going to have to walk in the spirit. Amen. You know, because think about it. You know, here is God, you know, who, who who's from glory to glory. And here we are with our fleshly desires. You know, I need clothes. I need this. I need that. I need that. But these things are temporal things. These are things of the flesh. But here's God saying, walk in the spirit, because when you walk in the spirit, you don't care about those things. You're just trying to see how God, what God wants. Hey, Lord, hey, my relationship is tight. All these things are good, you know, and you good to go. Amen. What is it that you desire for me? Uh, again, we go back to first Thessalonians five. It talks about what the will of God is for us. It says, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, uh, be thankful in all things. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus, this yeah. is the will of God for you yeah, in Christ yeah. Jesus. I, I mean, I really love that scripture. Every time I read it, it just blesses me. It says quench, not the Holy spirit, uh, despise, not prophesying. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's so good. This is what, again, 
in God's love. This is God's love for us that he provided means for us to be able to, to, to have all this delicious fruit. Jesus said in John 14, that I'm the true vine. Be connected to me. You're the branches of this vine. So if you're connected to me, you're going to produce much fruit and it's good fruit. Here it is that we're talking about all this fruit. If you're connected to the true vine, if God, if, if, if Jesus said that my, my father and I were one. So if we get to know who Jesus is, we get to know God's love. Yeah, then we are yeah. connected to the true vine. So we can give off love. We can walk in the love of God, not only for ourselves, but even for others to see it come off of our tree and say, Ooh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And you know, what's funny when people begin to look at our tree, they be like, Oh yeah. Okay. It looks good. It's not perfect, but guess what? You know what? I see the fruit from that tree. Guess what? I want to try it. Amen. And you know, and that, and that's the awesome thing. Yo, we walk in this life and yeah, we not perfect. No, we, 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 we not, we not, we not, you know, the best all the time, but guess what? God, the way he looks at us, if he said, walk in his spirit, walk in the spirit, you know, if he said, leave those things behind, leave those things behind. And guess what? When we do that, it, it, it pursues the greatest of them all, that love that God shows towards us. You but know? You, you know what? Something that you, I've, I've heard you mention before, and I really like it. And it's, it's really stuck with me in my heart is that uh, when you walk in the spirit, it's very hard for you to err. And by air, yeah. E-R-R is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you walk in the spirit, it is, it, you will not, you, you can't make mistakes. You can't be imperfect because the spirit itself in you is oh, perfect. Oh, wow. There you go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, Man, no, Holy it's, Spirit. It's, it's just a word of encouragement that you don't even have to put pressure on yourself to say, oh, I'm not going to be perfect today. I didn't do this perfect. No, if you were led by the spirit and if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, there's been so many times that Steve and I would minister to some people and and you we we know that's the we we believe that the word of God is infallible, that it's true, that there's no lie in it. So when we speak, we speak with a lot of conviction about the word of God. And yeah, not yeah, yeah, everybody sure. wants that because some people have a for mindset sure. that, you know, God heals sometimes, God doesn't heal sometimes, or, you know, that Holy Spirit stuff is is is, is kind of weird. Um, people have all these ideas based on experiences that they've had, but here we are standing on the word and saying, wow, the word, this is what the word says, and this is the word is true and we go back and we're like uh, you know what could we have done in that situation to help that person in their faith and steve always reminds me he's like you know what we we were led by the spirit we did what we did in the spirit and, and, therefore that's all we can do and i and i i say this i say this and and I, no one takes it the wrong way because guess what when we love, guess what? Those those questions that we have, those perceptions that we have when God heals some and doesn't heal others, how was that God showing his love? You know, that's like saying, okay, God, I, I'm going to limit, I'm going to tell God, hey, you know what? You might, I know you can't heal this, but I know you can do this. And so what type of God would, would do stuff like that? You know, sometimes people are just at the end of their rope, you know, they're like, man, my body is 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 done, you know, and I'm gone. But guess what? I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to be up there with him. I'm going to transition because guess what? This body is done. 
And so for you to say God doesn't heal some and doesn't heal some, man, God can do what he does. Amen. And his job is he loves us so much that he gave. But you know what? He gave his son and he provided healing. Jesus said it time yes, and time again. Yes. This is where, why we stand on the word so much because it's easy for us in our disappointment and our hurt to start feeling differently about who God is. And this is the stuff that makes people feel like God is not love because I'm disappointed. It didn't work out the way that I thought it would last time. Then I'm just going to make a, 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 what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? The word's not coming, but I'm just going to make a generalized uh, idea about this, that God heals sometimes and God doesn't, or, you know, whatever. It's not just that, but so, so many things that we get disappointed about, but God is not. The Bible says there's a word that I really love. I, can't, I just can't think of the address right now, but it says that uh, God is without any variable, uh, without any shadow of turning. There's no variable to him. He is God. Yeah, yeah. He, from the beginning to the and if you read and you understand his word and you allow the Holy Spirit to show you, he has been consistent in his word. He is love. He's loved us through his son. He's provided healing that all those that believe in him, all those that believe that he is, even when you don't see it in this life, guess what? We have eternity. And guess what? Revelations, I believe it's it's 24. It says that he's going to wipe away our tears. There will be death no more. So you guess what? He's still going to be a amazing to the end because we have a glorified body that's healed and well so even if you didn't see it on this side guess what it's god still provided it and you know what's funny the bible say that god is not a man that he shall lie and so god is not a liar you know he's not a liar and from the beginning he's never lied and so i just want to get this last scripture out before we vamanos in the last scripture that we have is 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15 and 17. For the love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And the first part of that scripture says, for the love of Christ. Amen. And so it's because he loved us, you know, and so that love that we're talking about, that fruit of love, it's without bounds. It's without, con it's without condition. It's without any turning that God said he doesn't love us based on. He loves us unconditional and he cares for us. And this is the reason why the fruits of the spirit are so great to walk in. Because guess what? When you love, there's no turning. It's a straightforward shot. Amen. And that's the love that God has for us, a straightforward love that no matter what we think we might do wrong, do right, whatever it is, he has provided through his grace, his son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Yeah. And he gave us the precious gift of the Holy Spirit yeah. that he said that, you know, Jesus said in, in, in Luke eleven thirteen, he said, uh, uh, how much more will I give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? And, and he goes on 
done in John and talks about who the Holy Spirit is, 14, 15, and 16. Here's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. I'm going, but you will have my spirit. He will teach you all things. He's going to bring back to remembrance. He'll bring conviction. He will do all these things. And he's the one that is our helper. He's going to empower us to be able to do and walk in the spirit yeah, yeah. as as we see here and produce this kind of fruit in our lives. That good fruit that will not perish, but is going to be into eternity and others need to see this fruit so that they can also be uh, uh, born again and know who Jesus is also and get this precious gift of life that we receive through him and remember when the Holy Spirit brings it back to remembrance remember that it's the love of God Amen. it's the love of God for he's given all for you and this, this has been, been the G220 effect, effect and, and we're, we're ghosts, ghosts.